guys, so before we start up with today's episode, um, I forgot to mention this in the episode itself, but I needed to get this out because we are changing how things are done on the podcast. Um, just to make it a bit easier on me, it the way that we are, I am currently doing the podcast, the current scheduling and everything, is honestly just too much. Um, I need to kind of cut back a little bit um, in certain ways, so um, here's how it's going to go. For those who are not on Patreon, so if you're not a Patreon subscriber, here's how the podcast is going to work. Actually, screw that. We're going to mention how the Patreon is going to work first. Um, so you can understand for those who do not listen to Patreon, because I think it would make more sense if I explain how um, Patreon release is going to work. So on Patreon, there are going to be three episodes released a week. Monday, what, Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. On Monday, uh, so the Monday episode that on Patreon, I want to make this clear, this is on Patreon, um, will be an exclusive to Patreon. Complete exclusive. On uh, the Thursday episode will be a bonus episode that will be unlocked for everybody else to listen to for the very next week. So what I'm saying is for those who are not on Patreon, um, so let's see, July 8th. Today is July 8th. I record. I had an episode posted on Patreon today on July 8th um, as I'm recording this right now. Um you, the people who are not on Patreon, who are not uh, supporting the show on Patreon, you will get to hear that July 8th episode or watch it on July 15th. It is a bonus episode. It is not a regular episode. So it is much shorter in length, much easier for me to do. Um, and yeah, so then on the, then for those on Patreon on Saturday, you will get what is for everybody else, the Monday episode, which it, and so, um, so for those who are not listening on Patreon, on Monday, you get a regular episode, you know, which is basically what you've been doing twice a week, you know, so far we've been doing two episodes a week, Monday and Thursday, when now we're only doing one regular episode a week on Monday, and then a bonus episode on Thursday, which you can hear a whole week early if you subscribe on Patreon, uh, because the thing is, like, it's just, too much to really do, you know, two episodes a week that are 40 minutes plus, you know. Um, usually one of them gets at least an hour plus. Like, it's just a lot. Of, it's, just, it's just a lot. I already have a lot going on, you know. I got other contents I'm working on. Um, and just, you know, stuff in real life. It's getting in the way. It's getting hard to find a job doing all that. So doing one regular episode a week and two one of them a bonus episode and one a Patreon exclusive, which are much shorter in length and require a lot, you know, just more me. Like, I'm not saying there's no preparation. I do prepare for them, but, you know, are not quite as big and grand and don't require quite as much preparation. It's just a lot easier for me. I just, doing what I've been doing is just not sustainable. Um, so, yeah, we are changing all of that up. I, and I just needed to get that in and out of the way first before we got uh, going on with the episode, because I forgot to mention it in the episode itself. But yeah, we are changing up how all that works. So, anyway, um, that's everything I really wanted to say. So, yeah, uh, if you are watching on YouTube or listening and not on Patreon, you were about to hear an ad, um, hear from our sponsor. If you were listening or watching through Patreon, well, we're about to get head straight into the episode. So, see so ya. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian Podcast. I am your host, Anna Hudak. So yeah, we have quite a bit to get to today. We got two articles and at least two other issues I want to get to. Let me see. Yeah, so I'm going to, of course, you know, get a good news story at the end. So anywho, we are going to actually dive straight into the articles today and then we're going to talk about the two uh, topics uh, afterwards. So... Anyhow, let us get it started right away. First, we have some good news. <clears throat> so this is from uh, LGBTQ Nation. And as usual, you can actually find the link to the story and it is in the show notes or the description if you're the description if you're watching on YouTube. So anyway, the title the, uh, the, 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 the story's headline is Conversion Therapy Practice Forced to Pay 3.5 million. After losing his appeal in historic lawsuits. 
Let me actually uh, change my body positioning so I'm speaking more directly into the microphone while reading this article. So yeah, um, an appeals court in New Jersey upheld a $3.5 million judgment, dollar million, sorry. An appeals court in New Jersey upheld a $3.5 million uh, dollar law judgment against a conversion therapy practice that forced clients to strip naked, cuddle with uh, older men, call each other anti-gay slurs, and beat pillow effigies of her mothers in order to turn them straight or cisgender. Conversion therapy survivors and practitioners have been in court for close to a decade in this or a case that used consumer protection laws to take down a conversion therapy practice. This the message today. <clears throat> Sorry, let me try that again. The message today's decision sends is conversion therapy is every bit as dangerous, harmful, and illegal as it was when we won our jury verdict, said attorney Thomas Kessler, who represented the plaintiffs alongside the Suburb Poverty Law Center in Ferguson versus Jonah. The lawsuit started in 2013 uh, when several former clients and their parents accused Jews offering new alternatives to homosexuality, or Jonah is the acronym, you know, or for short. Of fraud for selling a service that does not exist, changing a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. <clears throat> With the science on their side, the plaintiffs won a $3.5 million verdict in 2015. In a private agreement, the number was reduced and Jonah agreed to dissolve and stop practicing conversion therapy. But a couple of years later, the founders of Jonah were found to have set up shop under the name Jewish Institute for Global Awareness. Oh, ain't that nice. Um, and we're still practicing conversion therapy. A court in 2019 reinstated the 3.5 million judgment against Jonah, judgment since Jonah didn't keep her end of the bargain. Jonah appealed the ruling, but the appeals court just ruled against them again. Michael Laffey, who represented Jonah and his owners, said that the ruling this week contained errors and his clients are considering for options when it comes to a possible appeal. Since the 2013 lawsuit started, the New Jersey bans say conversion therapy ban. But Ferguson versus Jonah shows that conversion therapy bans aren't enough to stop the harmful practice. Like all conversion therapy bans in the U.S., New Jersey's only covers minors. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Because, you know, apparently uh, adults shouldn't be protected from uh, torture either, you know? Only kids, obviously, for the only ones uh, worthy of being uh, protected against torture. Um, anyway, I continue on. Um, New Jersey's only covers minors, and many of Jonah's clients were adults. Moreover, moreover, her staff members weren't licensed therapists or mental health professionals. They called themselves life coaches, putting themselves outside of the authority of state licensing boards. Still, the lawsuit shows that there is legal recourse for the people harmed by conversion therapy. At the 2015 trial, former clients like Plaintiff Chiam Levin testified about Jonah's bizarre practices. Levin said they were forced to strip naked in front of mirrors and insult their own bodies and beat pillows with tennis rackets while being told that the pillows represented their mothers. Okay, uh, where where do we start with that? Um, so yeah, insulting your own body, obviously that's going to, uh, like, like, that's just straight up abuse. Like, how do you defend that? Like, seriously, like, is it the point of therapy, you know, uh, becoming more whole, uh, reconstructing? It sounds kind of destructive to me, just, just, just saying. Um, and yeah, you know, obviously, you know, um, yeah, never mind. I, I, I just can't. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? That's so obviously abuse. Like, and then beating pillows with tennis rackets while being told that the pillows are represented for mothers. So, beat your mama to scare the 
to uh, scare the gay away? Like, so if I beat up my mama, you know, enough, you know, um, I'll stop being gay. Interesting theory. Um, yeah, uh, let's do some studies on that and see how well that works out. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll find out that uh, beating your mama, um, or at least pretending to beat your mama, will cure other social ills, you know? Clearly, that's the problem in this society. Not enough mama beating, um, obviously. I, 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 it just can't. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is so fucking stupid. I mean, not only is it fucking stupid, it's fucking harmful. Like, my god. Like, fucking psychopaths. Like, what are these fucking psychopaths doing this torture, um, have against their own mamas? Like, holy shit. <laughs> anyway, continuing on. He and others have had to shower naked together and then engage in activities like putting on a blindfold while others shouted slurs like faggot, homo, pussy, and queer at them. He said that they were told to reenact their own births by wiggling out of blankets, again naked. Okay, so is this supposed to be for the people that you're supposedly caring or for you? Because it sounds like that the people who are doing the fucking therapy have a fucking sex fetish. Have some fucking weird ass sex fetish. Like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, just... Okay, so like... Shouting slurs at each other. Faggot, okay, you know. Pretty harmful. Homo, okay, yeah. Pussy. Okay, um, so let me get this straight. The point of this therapy, uh, this uh, so-called therapy, which is really just torture, um, is to make gay men straight, you know? To make them stop wanting to fuck other dudes and instead fuck pussy. And to get them to fuck pussy instead of other men, you decide to have him use the term pussy as a pejorative, as a slur to call one another. Am I the only one who sees a problem with any of this? Like, I would think that you'd be doing everything you could to make, you know, a vagina as appealing as possible, not having... Gay men call each other a uh, pejorative of pussy. I have a vagina, you know? Having them call each other pussy, you know? I did just saying, um, doesn't seem the most well thought out, if you ask me. Just saying. Um, and yeah, the reenacting your own birth scene by Wiggly Out Blankets, you can't, you can't convince me. That, that the fucking, you know, quote-unquote life coaches weren't jacking off to that later. I mean, what the fuck? What a bunch of fucking creep-ass psychopaths. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, how is that supposed to cure anyone of her homosexuality? Like, what the fuck? I, I, I can't. I, I just... My God, this is so fucking perverted. And this is so fucking harmful. Like, I just... God damn, I, I, I just fucking can't, you know? I, whatever, I, I fucking can't. Clients were also made to cuddle with the other men to learn about healthy touch. And slow music played. Okay, um, okay, so, question once again. So the point is to convert them, to make them not gay. So if the point is to make them not gay, why the fuck are you having them touchy cutch other? Doing it to slow music, implying romance, and calling this healthy. 
Are you sure that this isn't for your own perverted sexual fetish, you fucking uh, psychopathic quote-unquote life coaches? Like, how the fuck is this supposed to, in any way, quote-unquote, cure them of homosexuality? Isn't this just reinforcing it? Hello? I mean, am I the only one? Am I the only one who sees, who's, who, I, oh my god, I, I fucking... But yeah, we're supposed to be sitting here and saying that, you know, uh, conversion therapy should still be illegal and a lot. Yeah, okay, whatever. Sure, whatever. Okay. I fucking can't. I just fucking can't. Oh my god, this is so, so bad. This is so wrong on so many levels. Like, oh my god. Just what the fuck is wrong with people? Like, holy shit. Continuing on. <laughs> Sometimes they were encouraged to cuddle with older male volunteers to receive golden father energy. I, I, I can't. Whatever. There was some really, really slow music playing in the background and Jonah coach, Alan Downing, was in the middle of sitting there like... Like, kind of watching us and leading to cuddling healthy touch group sessions. That's why I did have her plaintiff, Benjamin Unger. Okay, I want to make something clear right now. I would bet money that Alan Downing is a, is gay. Okay, I just want to say that very clearly. Um, there is nothing that convinced me that Alan Downing is not a self-hating gay man. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. Um, continuing on. The jury deliberated for only three hours and decided that the services Jonah provided don't count as therapy. Oh, gee, you think? Um, and violate the state's consumer protection laws. Uh, the judge said that Jonas's practices were based on obsolete and discredited scientific theories about homosexuality and cited mental health organizations' opposition to conversion therapy. But even now, in 2021, Jonah is fighting the ruling and trying to keep the practicing conversion therapy because they believe that homosexuality is a sexual deviation. And so because we believe that something, because we find something icky, therefore we should continue to torture people. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, obviously, that's how things work. You think that something is icky and therefore you get to torture the people who do that icky thing. That's how a civilized society works. Obviously. Um, yeah, it make, makes total sense. Uh, let's keep doing that. Moving on. Moving on. God damn. Um, conversion therapy works largely underground, said Kessler. It's extremely important that litigation like ours exists to root out this dangerous practice. The resources and enterprises that exist to fight conversion therapy are still on the job and will continue to fight these battles and prevent more harm to these incredibly vulnerable victims. Thank God. Shut all these fuckers down. I don't care for clients or adults. There's no good reason for this thing to still yell around. And yeah, I remember last year I made a video on my YouTube channel arguing against conversion therapy and some, some self-hating gay man came on there and accused me of being homophobic. Because I was against conversion therapy. Because he, a self-hating gay man, really just wanted to stop being gay. And so therefore, I was homophobic for wanting to end conversion therapy. Yeah, okay, shut the fuck up. I, I just... I can't. I just can't. Yeah, conversion therapy is harmful. Take it from me. I went through conversion therapy for two years. You know, 2014, you know, but it would have been like, uh, I think, September, October of 2014. So, you know, uh, I think fall of 2016, you know, two whole years. I went through conversion therapy. I can tell you. <laughs> Pretty fucking harmful. Uh, it's still trans to this day. If you can't tell, you know, um, all I did was hate myself and make me hate myself more and see myself as a subhuman monster who should probably end up killing myself. And immediately after the conversion therapy, 
All I did was completely send me into a fucking rock bottom where I was too fucking even terrified to even fall asleep because if I, because I was scared that if I fell asleep, my family would come into my room, rape and kill me. But yeah, uh, conversion therapy, healthy practice that benefits the people involved in it. Yeah, okay, sure. Fucking, uh, so it's so, so fucking genius of you. God damn. I, I, I have no tolerance for any uh, pro-conversion therapy excuses. It's fucking evil, and anyone who defends it is fucking evil. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, if you if you if you want conversion therapy to stick around, here's my official response. Go fuck yourself. Fuck off forever. I mean, that's honestly the only thing that you can say. Um, okay, so, got another article here. So, remember, uh, little, oh my gosh, I keep, uh, getting out of use, can't, can't use the arrow keys for this. So, so remember a little, uh, just a few episodes ago, and we, uh, um, um, talked about Roger Ayer. Uh, we kind of went over that. I'll try to remember to leave a link to it in the description. Uh, if you haven't heard that episode yet, but yeah, we talked about Rod Dreher and just how much of a fucking psychopath this dude is. And how unfortunately he is taken very, very seriously and is a legitimate threat to, uh, LGBT liberation. Um, so yeah, and he just came out with another, oh my god, I just did it again. Um, cut off the article. Anyway, so, um, he's back with another article, friends. And it's a good one this time. Um, if you wanted to understand just how fucking unhinged this dude is, just wait till you get a load of it. So I'm going to have a web archive version to this article because we don't need to give uh, American Startup any more clicks or uh, 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 ad revenue, you know? So there's a web archive version to this article. The, the article headline is Gay Group. We'll convert your children. I did it again. God fucking damn it. Okay, so, uh, by the time, so here's how it goes. By the time the San Francisco gay men's chorus figures out that this too cute by half stunned by rubbing no, the noses of normies and for queer bitchiness was a bad idea, I hope a thousand of you will have copied this video so it can never be taken down. The San Francisco group deleted it today. But someone else has reproduced it, watched it, just watched it all the way to the end. It's billed as a message from the gay community and a song, and it's a song titled, Will Convert Your Children. It starts with this line. You think that will corrupt your kids? Fine. Just as once you're correct. You'll will convert your children happens bit by bit. Quiet and suddenly you'll barely notice it. And you'll be disgusted when they start finding things online. That they kept for you, they, they kept far from Versailles. So it goes. Seriously, watch it all. And tell me that Hungarian P Prime Minister Viktor Orban was wrong to pass the law keeping LGBT media from targeting kids. They are making this case for him. This thing ought to be played all over Hungarian media. Okay, so. So to get San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, they made a satirical song about how, uh, you know, saying that we're going to gay your children, you know. Um, and Roger literally says that, you know, he knows that they're just trying to, you know, queer, but, you know, uh, troll them, you know. He said we're just trolling. But still, you know, uh, Roger is offended that they would even do this. Um, so continuing on. What these smart asses in San Francisco did was make a satirical song and video that would win or applaud it in their own circles by making fun of normies. Good! Good! Why is that a bad thing? Oh, because you're a fucking bigot who can't stand the fact that queer people exist and you literally dream of killing all trans people. Shut the fuck up, Rod. Um, continue on. They posted this online on July 1st. My guess is that they began hearing back from today from LGBT people outside of safe blue districts telling them that they are out of their damn minds. 
Okay, question. If you're an LGBT person and you find a satirical song saying that we're going to convert your children to homosexuality uh, to be bad or harmful anyway, um, I think the correct question for you is, are you out of your damn eyes? Like, seriously, what is wrong with this? What is wrong with a satirical song like this? I mean, seriously, what? Why? Because, you know, it makes, you know, evangelicals and uh, far-right nutjobs like Rod Dreher pissed off? Cool. Good. Fuck them. I want them to be pissed off. You know, I want them to be, you know, um, them to fucking, you know, uh, sit there and fucking uh, curl up in a ball in fucking terror of the very notion that trans people exist. Good. Let them. Let them be pissed off. That's the whole point of this. God damn! Why are we sitting here trying to uh, um, um, coddle bigots' feelings? Like seriously, why are we sitting here trying to coddle the the feelings of some fucking transphobe or homophobe? Like why? No, if you're a fucking homophobe, transphobe, they, they, go fuck yourself. And if you don't like satirical songs like this one, guess what? Go fuck yourself even further. Get over it. Um, but no, it, what the, the thing is, is that these fucking losers like Rod Dreher, they can't stand the fact that gay people are clapping back. You see, here's how society is supposed to work, according to Rod Dreher. Uh, gay people shut the fuck up, go into the closet, and pretend we're not gay. And Rod Dreher gets to sit here and bash uh, gay people and talk about how he wants to kill them. Um, and gay people just take it on the chin. And just stay in the closet like good little submissive faggots that they are. And just, you know, don't say anything. And, you know, shudder in fear of, you know, assholes like Rod Dreher. That's how society's supposed to work, according to fucking assholes like Rod. <clears throat> and so now that gays are clapping back, well, that's just too far. Get back in line. Um, and these faggots need to be put back in their place. That, that, that's what, that, that's literally the whole point of this article. Um, continuing on. Sure, and they say in the video of ever talking about converting them into being tolerant and fair. But that's not how at all how this will be received. Yeah, okay, who cares? Like, yes, we know that. Like, there was no, like, how did, like, like I don't think at any point that the gay men's choir didn't think, yeah, yeah, conservatives, we're going to take this well. No, they knew, they did that knowing the fact. The reason they obviously took it down was high, not because LGBT people were bitching about it. It's high because faggot assholes like you were sitting there sending them death threats. Let's be honest. That's probably what really happened here. People like you were probably just sending them death threats. Continuing on with the article. Um, and I'm sure that's why the fools took it down. Uh, meanwhile, in, today, China kicked a bunch of pro-LGBT student group accounts off of social media with no explanation. Hmm, I guess when the Dutch Prime Minister um, gets finished bringing Hungary to his knees, he can turn to China. Uh, update. If this tweet is correct, the China brand is much broader. So a tweet says, the People's Republic just banned all LGBTQ activist groups from social media. None are left. Um, and update two. I'm still flabbergasted by how idiotic this was. These childish men apparently have no idea at all how most people feel about for children. Okay, here's the thing. The only mistake that the gay men's choir made in this whole thing was taking it down in the first place. What they should have done was kept it up. They made a second video um, of all of them just sitting there in a nice line saying, Hey, if you were offended by our previous video, we have a message for you. Sat, and, you, and all they did, needed to do was to sit there and give, you know, the double birdie. That, that's all they needed to do. Just two middle fingers up. That's all they needed to do. Um, I mean, that's honestly the only mistake uh, that they made. Um, never give in to the bigots, people. Never give in to them. Um, and honestly, I think we need more of these videos. And I mean that. I mean that sincerely. We need more people doing satirical videos like this to piss these fuckers off. Um, so yeah, fuck you, Roger Ayer, you miserable piece of shit. Um, the day that you die, I, you better believe that I will be finding out where you are buried just simply for the sole fact that I can spit upon your grave. And I mean that in all sincerity. 
Um, you miserable little piece of shit. Um, <laughs> fuck off. You fucking loser. You fucking genocidal uh, maniac. So yeah, um... So yeah, uh, shame on the gay choir for taking on the video in the first place. Um, honestly, that's the only thing that I did wrong. Uh, but yeah, so... Anyway, those were the two articles I wanted to cover. Uh, we got more topics I wanted to discuss, but I, I just needed to get those two uh, articles added away, so... Anywho, so, um, the two things I wanted to talk about. So, the, I saw this fantastic tweet on Twitter. I'm going to try to remember to link to it in the description, in the show notes or YouTube description. And, um, it's by the Irreverent Reverend. And uh, they tweeted, funny how Jesus said, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Instead of, if her thirst trap pics on social media cause, her to, cause you to sin, DM her to tell her to cover up. It's almost like our sins are our own responsibility, not others. A fucking man. I mean, what else can you say? So, I mean, it's true, you know. It's amazing how, especially in purity culture, we put all the emphasis on other people to keep us from sinning. You know, um, so like, once again, Jesus said, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. And yet when it comes to purity culture, it's always a woman's fault. You know, it's that woman who was just, you know, wearing that, you know, that skirt that was just a little too slutty, you know. That dress was just a little bit too much cleavage, you know. You know, if she just hadn't been wearing that damn bikini, you know. Um, and by the way, if you're, you posted on Instagram or Twitter, hey, uh, you see, uh, I can't stop staring at your cleavage, so uh, please cover up. I, I, I'm finding it too hard to not masturbate to it. Yeah, I know, buddy. Um, that's a you problem. If you are so sexually addicted that, uh, you, that, 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 you know, just seeing a little bit of cleavage causes you to fucking masturbate and you just can't stop, that's a you problem. Just saying. Um, and, like, especially, I can't stand it when Christian men act like it's the women's uh, part. Like, it goes, it's literally going against what Jesus is saying. Find me the verse where, you know, it says that women, you know, anybody, you know, in the New Testament where, you know, especially Jesus said, that, uh, hey, women, cover the fuck up. If a man's, you know, if a man sees a little too much skin, well, that's a you problem, girl. Girl, you know. But men, on the other hand, they can show as much skin as they want, you know. Um, no problem with that, obviously. Because, you know, we all know that women have no sex drives, you know, obviously. If you are a woman... You have no sex drive. Women don't want sex. They don't find men hot. Uh, men have to force them to have sex. Obviously, that's how this works. Um, men are the sexual ones. And women are, you know, the pure little uh, virgins who are being led astray by men. Um, you know, uh, or have to be forced into sex by men. By, you know, so, you know, obviously that's how all of this works. Obviously. But yeah, I mean, it's it's so evil. Purity culture is evil. It it devalues women. It makes them basically subhuman. Um, it teaches men to have uh, inappropriate views of women, um, and it teaches women, you know, that their bodies are inherently evil. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's nothing good about purity culture. It's evil. It's unbiblical, and literally unbiblical. Because once again, I mean, Jesus literally said, "If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out." It's on the men, you know, to handle their own sexual desires, not the women to uh, do to curate uh, men's sexual desires. Um, especially because when men have no say over a woman's body, Let, let's be honest. Um, the other part of purity culture is that it teaches men that they get to tell women what to do with her body. No, men have no authority over women. That's just a fact. 
woman can do whatever she wants with her own fucking body. And yes, uh, evangelical assholes, that includes abortion. Uh, I hate to break it to you, women can take birth control as well. So, you know, just saying. Um, it's her body, so guess what? Uh, she gets to choose what she wants to do with it. You don't get to tell her what to do. But apparently, but unfortunately, because of purity culture and you know, uh, ingrained misogyny and our uh, horrid society, uh, men believe that it's, you know, over uh, duty to tell women what to do with their own bodies, which is just fucking evil and fucking despicable, so. Yeah. I am so sorry for those watching on video. I recognize that this video already started off kind of dark and it's just getting darker and darker as the video goes on. <laughs> Let me turn on the light quickly. Uh, actually, no, there's a bunch of people standing outside my window. Um, and I already have the window open, so I don't need them to see inside my place. So we're going to finish up soon anyway. We're getting close to being done. So, so sorry how dark this video is, um, but... I needed to get it done this evening. This was the only time I could get it done. Uh, very busy tomorrow, so. Um, had to get it done tonight. And plus I wasn't expecting it to be so dark right now, so. Okay, so uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we get to the good news story of the episode, uh, to, to end it all with, uh, I wanted to talk about just how much of a dismissal I see of trans women who want to get pregnant. And I'm not talking among TERFs, you know, we, we all know about TERFs, you know, and how they dismiss uh, trans women's desires to get pregnant. I'm talking about even in the trans community. How many other trans women I see um, on Twitter and on Reddit and all that stuff who just completely dismiss trans women who wish they could get pregnant? Like, I am a trans woman who wishes I could get pregnant. I really do. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I wanted, you know, to give birth to my own children. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, that was, for me, one of the most important things, you know, in my life. You know, that was something I was very much looking forward to, you know? That's something I genuinely desired, you know? And it took me many years to get over it, to be honest. Um... You know, I mean, that was my goal in life, was to be a mother. And after I found out I couldn't be, uh, it honestly it made me completely directionless and purposeless. Pur Goddamn. Purple. Fuck it. Without purpose. Um, for well over a decade. Um, probably going on for 15 years, just because, like, that was something that was so important to me, you know, just something innate to me. And yeah, I just go on to Reddit and Twitter all the time, you know, and just see, they just completely just throw our concerns, our wishes aside, you know, like it's not important, you know, like, eh, who fucking cares? You know, like, I genuinely see people give that attitude toward us trans women, you know, over trans women to trans women like me who wishes that we could get pregnant, you know, like, who fucking cares, you know, get over it. You, you can't, you, okay, so who cares, you know, like, you just need kind of some point you just need to move on, you know? Like, I just hate it. It's a very real thing to me, you know? Um, the only reason I really, like, I had to purposely keep myself from thinking about it, because if I do think about it, I get very depressed, you know? It's something that really matters and still matters to me today. You know, and so many trans women, it's just something you just don't get over, you know. Like, I know so many other trans women, okay, I don't know so many, but the few other trans women I do know who wish to get pregnant, a lot of them are older than I am, you know, quite a bit older. They've never gotten over it. It's still something that you just, something that always just lives with you, you know. Like, once again, like, all the, the, the few other trans women who I know that are, uh, wish they could get pregnant are older than I am, quite a bit older. And, you know, and even cis women, you know, cis women who can't get pregnant, but wish they could. Like, is that your response to them? Just get over it? Seriously? That Like, that's your, is that going to be your response? Yeah, you can't get pregnant and you really wish you could. 
You know, you go and tell the, you know, a wannabe mother, you know, who just found out that uh, she can't give birth. You know, go tell her, you know, as she's sitting there, you know, uh, at the doctor's office or, you know, at home, crying over it. Oh, yeah, just get over it. Just get over it, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Go, go tell her that. I dare you. Go, go, go right now. Go, go find her and go tell her that it doesn't matter. Oh, you're not? Yeah, because that would make you look like a, make you look like a soulless prick? Yeah, that's exactly the same. Like, isn't the point of us being trans women the fact that, you know, we're women? Um, so if we're women and some of us wish we could get pregnant, why would you treat us differently? Like, why would you treat us like men? Like, I get, like, other trans women are treating women like me. Like we're men. The trans community just sucks, y'all. I mean, let's just be honest. The trans community is just fucking garbage. <laughs> I have never met a community more judgmental, less caring, than the trans community. Like, oh my god. Like, we all got a collective trauma here. You'd think that we'd be trying to uplift each other and, you know, help, up, you know, uplift each other, you know, and help you, you know, and be conscious of each other's traumas. But no, we, 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 we are the, we are the kings and queens and MBs of weaponizing another's trauma against each other. Like, I've never seen a community work so hard against themselves, you know. There's no community of, like, Outside of libertarians, is there a community that's more divided amongst themselves than the trans community? Like, we love to backstab each other. Like, nothing. It's like we're not even serious about, you know, our liberation. Like, it's so bad. Oh, God. You know, like, even when I was transitioning, you know, I talked about this on Twitter, you know, I received, like, no help from the trans community. I received help from one person who helped me figure out what hormones to take before I started transitioning. After that, I've been left on my own by the trans community. Any help I did receive in my transition was strictly pertaining to my uh, social transition, mainly clothing and hair, by cisgender friends. You know, like, you know, I'm being honest. I've received less encouragement um, from trans people than I have cisgender friends. Like, you know, when, when I started transitioning, I mean, nobody gave a shit when I started transitioning. But the few people who did, the, the, you know, there, there were only a bit, there was like a very, very small handful that were, that cared at all. You know, in a positive way. And pretty much all of them were cis. And I knew a hell of a lot of more trans people than uh, cisgender people at that time, you know, that knew that I was transitioning. You know, um... But yeah, you know, I just... Trans community is just fucking garbage. I have no love for this community at all. Sometimes I honestly just wonder why I even fight for the trans community. It's like, because it's like, we're so unserious about winning anything, you know? We're sitting here, you know, cowering in fear of, you know, the conservatives, you know, like, trying, you know, to look respectable, act respectable, and not, you know, piss them off or anything, you know? Not weird them out, you know? Um, just, you know, and tearing each other down, you know, make it look like we're the good trannies. It's like... I mean, this is why we're never going to have rights. <clears throat> this is why we're never going to have liberation. This is why we're always going to be oppressed. We can't even get our basic ass shit together. We can't even come together as a community. We can't even, you know, sit here and, you know, uh, like, we're still sitting here trying to appeal to the oppressor. 
We're trying to sit here and act respect, sit here and pretend and act respectable. Here's the thing: if you think that being respectable is the way to win, here's the thing: you're never going to appear respectable to a person who thinks that you're sub, thinks you're a sodomite. Okay, sorry, hate to break it to you. I just can't. I just can't. Whatever. Whatever. Bitching about this ain't gonna do anything. So yeah, we got, uh, we're gonna end the episode today with a good news story. From Good News Network, you'll be able to find a, a story in the show notes or the YouTube show uh, episode description. Um, and it's titled... Four-day week uh, is a huge success in Ireland. Just a second here. Um, nothing beats getting from Monday to Friday before a coworker tells you it's a three-day weekend. But what if that was how it was every Friday? <clears throat> for those who don't decide for own working hours, the trial of a 35-hour week work week without a corresponding drop-in compensation among 25 hundred workers in Iceland has shown the old punch clock's feeding schedule may truly not be the most productive form of labor. The report conducted by the think tank Autonomy and another one called the Association for Sustainability and Democracy found that negative markers like burnout, stress, necessary overtime, and disconnection with friends and family all went down as would be expected by a productive productivity remained at worst unchanged and often improved in those working shorter hours. The trials were such a success that following their conclusion in 2019, mass renegotiation by labor unions means that 86% of Icelanders are now working non-traditional work weeks that could include five to six hour working days or four day working weeks. This study shows that the world's largest ever trial of a shorter working week in the public sector was by all means Measures of an overwhelming success, said Will Strong, Director of Autonomy. It shows that the public sector is right for being a pioneer of shorter working weeks, and lessons can be learned for other governments. Icelanders, unlike for Scandinavian neighbors, tend to work more, even though the 21st century has been categorized in that part of the world with an increase in productivity paired with a decrease in working hours. The principal theory is that burnout Deplace the ability of workers to be productive. The lack of production will increasingly will occasionally necessitate overtime, especially by managers, further increasing burnout and decreasing productivity. And those who cannot afford to be less productive, like nurses, for example, the burnout simply results in negative health outcomes. Do that again, damn it. Um, hoping to see if they can replicate the productivity gains in other countries, the Reykjavik, as assuming that's how it's pronounced. Um, City Council launched this trial mostly at public offices, but also in private firms to measure performance and worker well-being at four, for four years. Compared with non-enrolled forms or offices, productivity remained the same or was elevated in those participating, but it wasn't free. Instead, its necessity as the mother of invention, a sort of mass reimagining of operations was needed to achieve production or service goals so they reduce hours. This involved... As a report details, the shortening or ending of meetings, renegotiation of shifts, reorganization of shifts, sorry, and often re evaluation of work processes to find where redundancies or inefficiencies could be removed. One participant reported, we shorten the meetings in our workplace and we keep trying to constantly shorten them. We constantly think about how we perform the tasks here. A manager of one office said, we, for instance, we shorten our shift plans. This changed the way of thinking in the workplace automatically, you know. We start to rethink and become more flexible. Instead of doing things the same usual routine as before, people reevaluated how to do things, and suddenly people are doing things very differently. Experienced workers will show how these kind of changes can sometimes destroy an operation, but the reward of a shorter working week's hours without loss of pay was, in general, more than enough of a unifying force of collective desire to ensure that firms made the most of reduced hours. Um, most importantly, though, some of the profound results were found in measures of health and life. Along with increased personal time and chances to exercise, participating, working in appearance, 
noted being able to spend more time with her kids, for men to be able to pitch in on home-related tasks, or for both parents to do more errands and be less stressed out by doing them. Since the dawn of time, humans have been figuring out how to do more with less. The nine-hour, five-day work week was pioneered in time of limited technological assistance compared to what's available now. Cloud storage, file sharing, instantaneous communication, the internet, these have all reduced the amount of time it takes to compete tasks in the workforce. Yet humanity has not moved on from the days when writing meant using a typewriter and one hand, one had to be sitting next to the phone in order to answer it. We are long overdue for a 35-hour working week as technology more than compensates for those five lost hours. And in another 20 years, when machine learning and biotech embraces become more common, we'll probably be able to do the same in a 30-hour work week. So yeah, um, once again, we're finding out pro-worker stances, you know, doing things that benefit the worker, you know, uh, turns out to be good not only for the worker, but for business. Who, gee, who would have thunk it? So yeah, uh, once again, it looks like we are, uh, at least in Iceland, we are moving more towards uh, pro-proletariat uh, uh, policies, you know, hopefully. Uh, you know, long lived the proletariat, you know, hopefully the 35-hour work week takes effect just about everywhere very soon, unfortunately. Let's be honest, and especially in many countries where uh, corporations rule everything, like here in America, the bourgeoisie will probably continue to have her way and keep her neck on the proletariat and enforce re um, ridiculous 40-hour work weeks um, and, and over time, which is just fucking evil, so. Um, yeah, long lived the proletariat. That's everything I got for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hope you all have a great day. Uh, feel go be, be sure to go down and link and uh, show anything below. Find me on social media. Email me. Get in contact. I love hearing from my listeners. Please, please do. Um, and uh, yeah, also feel please uh, you know if you can uh, support the show on Patreon. Get uh, get uh, podcast episodes early and ad free, and a bonus episode every week and and uh, exclusive videos. So. Anyway, that's everything I got for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great day. Peace.